Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Oh, mercy. All right. Speaking of other terrible, dirty puns, so the fire nude. Gets down deep into the sewers. Um, he that he not, will... We're not following him, right? We're not following him. <laughs> Normally, sir. I don't know, are we? Did he say anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't request it specifically, but, you know, I, I don't know. Are, are we worried about more backpacks? I don't know. Poke your head in there and, and ask him if he's good. Because I'm ready. I'm going to bounce. If you're leaving, I'm leaving. Like, if you're yeah, not going to well, ask him first, ask him. Okay, hang on. No, he said that he's probably fine. Tell him not to touch any bags. Watch out for the flying doo doo. Oh, yeah, the exploding poop. Yeah. Forgot all about that. Okay, hang on. That doesn't really translate very well. I, get, I got it. He relays <laughs> something and. You hear a little back and forth for a moment. That'd be fine, probably. Certainly. Definitely. Okay. Maybe. Alright. Um, Let's plug this hole and get out of here. Alrighty. So you guys work together and you slide the uh, the manhole cover over top of the sewer grate and you begin making your way where? The back the way we, the back the way we came. But, uh, go ahead and give me a survival check. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you advantage and say that Norm is trying to help you. Perfect. Let my friend survival. Clickety-clack. You said advantage? Oh, that's a great roll. Can't hurt to roll again. I mean, yeah. We'll go with the first one. Yeah, we'll go with that. So the dirty 20. uh, A couple of times you recognize that Norm is mistaken because if you continue down this road, you can see where it will connect again. You figure out that he's using sewers as a guideline. You're like, hang on, just come over here. So you redirect and you guys make it back towards customs fairly quickly. By the time you make it back, you do not see any evidence of the mobs. You can see Caitlin and another guard are helping Amy inside the customs house. Aurora is not there yet. No sign of Root or Peppa. Are you guys getting a lot of feedback from me? Okay. Well, I was going to go talk to Kalen, but he seems a little distant right now. (laughs) He (laughs) doesn't a little uh, preoccupied with trying to help Amy, and you see him hold up one of his oversized fingers, like, I'm just just a minute. Um, helping her up the steps. How big? Uh, you're not playing that character anymore. Road. Well, I'll do what I perceive as being helpful with, with what's happening around me. Uh, and you say that there are quite a few injured people and you're just kind of like Make sure, are you dying? No. Cool. And just kind of like real basic first aid. 
Uh, just here, put pressure on this. What else? Do, what about after that? Eh, figure it out. Um, if, if you think you're gonna die, you call me, and we'll get someone. <laughs> shout for help. Yeah. I'll come. Just yelp for help. Um, you all, <laughs> so you kind of make your way towards customs to make it in. Um, jumping over to uh, Root and Arya as you guys have clambered into the wagon. Amar is just trying real hard to focus on straight ahead and ignore you two. So you guys have a moment to talk if you would like, if you had any questions, Arya, for Root. So, um, I, I spent a lot of time in the temple. You know, I, I do a lot of work for the community and the kids and the orphans and, you know, a lot of community service. So not always aware of what's going on right now. Um, what is going on? So there were some fires that were happening in town that we were sent to investigate, which led us to a fire sewer. And one of the inhabitants of the fire sewer got arrested, which has caused a divide in the community and mobs. No. Some people want the fire newt to be killed, and some people want him set free. Why would they want him killed? I don't know. Sometimes, because there are some sucky people in the world. Unfortunately. So we have tried to help save the fire newt. And in turn, more chaos has erupted. And there may be a war coming with Salote. So this is where we are. This is a short version of events. That is the scariest and worst thing I have ever heard in my life. It is. So thank you for joining and helping. She's going to start crying, like, immediately. Quietly. Like, not out loud. Just immediately, like... Or whatever the telekis motion is. Mm. Um, touching the forehead and then going in a half circle out to the heart. Or... Dust your eyebrows off? No, I mean, like, I don't know what you... They stay in place. You what? What? Wax. Like my mustache? Brow wax. No, it is superior to mustache wax. Actually, just kidding. It's just Elf is $3. Huh. Anywho. See who? Uh, it takes you a little while and... Root, you can see that there are, you know, you start to recognize, like, these are people who were organizing the lynch mob are funneling off and then very quickly skirting down a side road trying to avoid this wagon as it flashes its lights heading down. Uh, but you recognize that 100% some of these are lynch mob people. Amar, those are some of the mob people. I uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that they don't appear to be in a mob setting. Like, how bad was it? Like, should I have some of them wrangled for questioning? Probably. All right. Yep. Yep. 
And you see a couple of guards grumble and they hop out and they start going after people who immediately run. Um, and for some reason, Amar just starts cackling. <laughs> I love it when they run like that. It, it's always a... Oh, it's a thing. Anyway. I'm sure they'll get that set. Oh, uh, whoops. He's coming back. Oh. Trying to fix the audio. Oh, 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 oh. Roger. Background. Can you hear the root? Everyone now. Oh, nice. Test the BDR. <laughs> Try yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming up and having Aria have to try to figure out BDR. Oh, no. I don't know what shirt or hoodie I want first. iCute or BDR? Which is way bigger than like B D E, it's thicker. Like regular to John Holmes, like good God. Ten extra inches, Jesus. <laughs> well, we're also about to roll up on Kanan with his truck nuts extended <laughs> too. So many rest in peace. No, no. no I think they're tucked away now. They they've shrunken back up. Okay. Are you cold? Oh, we're swimming in a pool! Alright, uh, it's going to take a, f- a little bit more, but you pull up to Custom's house, there's debris scattered all over the place, there's blood pooling in the streets. You can see blast marks uh, along quite a few walls, bits of torn clothing on the, ho- on the hooked parts of the wall uh, that you had watched some of your teammates be vaulted over previously. No. Yes, they had been previously yet. Yet, yeted. What? What is past tense of yeet? Yot. Yot. Uh, okay. Yot. Yot. See, we got to ask the young people. Start. I have been informed by my students that yeet past tense yeeted means to throw behind. Yeet. It depends. Maybe where you grew up. Yeeted or yelp. Yep. Um, so, Rit and Arya and Amar, you all pull up to the customs house. Still standing. Has not been burnt down. Obvious signs of battle and disarray in the area. But it seems mostly under control. You do see eyes peeking out in alleyways, people keeping tabs on the building and the situation, but no one seems to really approach. Uh, do you all head inside? Yeah. Is this normally like this? This looks awful. Yeah, no, this is a special occasion sort of uh, situation. Although it looks a lot better than I was expecting. We're hurt. Where, where are they? Do, do they need medical attention? Wow, that puddle looks like dead. That one looks like ow. That one's probably also ow. Are there bodies in the street? There are not. That puddle equals dead. <laughs> <laughs> I want that as a shirt, too. <laughs> this puddle looks like dead. Uh, 
So, where, where do you think people died? Yes. Where are the bodies? Someone ate them. Oh, that's horrible. We can't even get a proper Palokinian <laughs> burial. Yeah, no, uh, not a full, you know, six feet, probably less than six inches. Just dig that little hole and there you go. Bury what's left of them. Horrible. Why would you say something like that? These were people. That was somebody's child. That was Palakis's child. After we clear this up, we have a memorial. That would be wonderful. I think the families would really like that. Oh, I'm so excited for Aurora to meet this one. Oh, boy. This might make my whole night better. Sorry, I'm just picturing a memorial where here lies Citizen One, where our police officers put them down. Citizen number two, also unnamed, put down by <laughs> Red Red 8647. <laughs> it's like planet. N2614, rest in peace. Number 26, N, rest in peace. The credits for movies, Rider number four, Rider number six. Oh, NPC that Ken didn't bother to finish describing. <laughs> number 80. All right. Uh, so when you three enter into the area, Amara sends the rest of the guards to continue to secure outside of the customs house and then make sure everything is safe and secure. Uh, he leads you all directly up to his office, grabs a bottle, then heads back down and then lead, heads into the galley. In the galley, you can see that Amy is resting her uh, substantial head on the table at the moment, a still mostly full mug of beer at the end, next to one of her horns. Uh, Kaylin, I'm assuming, is sitting nearby. Gurdon, Norm, and her pair are gathered round. Uh, there are several other guards who many of them have sustained injuries in trying to apprehend the last few people that invaded the customs house. Many of which you all had to assist with capturing. Uh, it was not long before the body in the cells downstairs was discovered as people were trying to be brought down. The burnt out door that had blocked off the cell area from the rest of customs and the Salotian symbol that was emblazoned both on the body and as a magical rune on the table. There's quite a lot of chatter, and Arya, what you're hearing is horrific. There was desecration of a dead body. There's potential premarital coitus. A prostitute. <laughs> a prostitute may have been killed on premises. Uh, but that's illegal. It's actually not. It's sanctioned and it's in the brothels. That's, that's not illegal. Wait. They have health care. Prostitution is legal? Yep. Brothels are, th brothels are a thing. Oh, hey, Root. Shall we go ahead and describe in vivid detail what happens in brothels? Oh, no, 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 thank you. Save it for another day. 
I don't think pelicans would. Um, the sun don't shine. Uh, so you all rest for a little while. It's probably getting on to about two in the morning. Uh, I'm assuming you all share what your experiences had been. Yeah, yeah. I want to describe this lady and or tiefling and or whatever this thing was to the captain. Because I imagine he's familiar with uh, high profile people. Oh, Captain Amor is well into his cups by the time you have an opportunity to describe this person. Perfect. And it's like, mm, what the hell? So, okay, hang on. Like, Sir, I I don't think it's very healthy for your body to, to drink that much alcohol or to drink alcohol at all. Can I get you some water? Uh, if you would like to assist me in this endeavor, I have some water that is very specifically listed in my office as water of life. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It is. It definitely is. If you could grab that. where Where is it? In my office. Remember the first place we stopped and I grabbed a bottle of, you know. Yes, but where specifically? Oh, uh, any of them will be labeled water of life. They all say water of life? More or less. Can, can <laughs> someone come with me, like a guard or, or, or someone? Maybe Ms. Root, can you come with me? Uh, and the there's a small kobold. Uh, <laughs> and that smacks the hand of the other one and goes, I'll go with you, miss. Thank you. Halen's going to look at Norm and be like, bring multiple. Oh. oh okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. He's going to look at Amar. I, I think this is the gesture. Oh, it's enough. <laughs> uh, so you all have a moment to talk about yourselves. Once you relay what that lady looks like, Amar will let you know that yeah, I, I don't really know what that I mean, the design of the, the cloak that you mentioned, that does sound like Stalo. But, uh, like, I don't, I don't remember seeing any old lady like that. Most of the Salocian embassy was, was Hobgoblin, not, you know, Tiefling or... That doesn't even sound Tiefling. Did they have a tail? No. 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 God, I don't, I don't know what that is. That it sounds horrible. It, it was, you know, yeah. We we set it on fire. Oh, uh, you did verify that I was a bad person first, right? Oh, she tried to kill me. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. That's fine. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Just because. Wrong. Because my notes around Ursula were really bad. What he's describing is not what Kaylin remembers as Ursula, correct? Okay. It's not match Ursula's description at all. Okay. I just didn't have a description for what she looked like down in my notes. Uh, Ursula was another hobgoblin. She was rather small-framed, uh, black leather armor clothes. It was a little hard to tell. Definitely walked with a very quiet step. But this person, this old halfling lady that became an old, almost tiefling lady, that just looked gross and terrible. And it's like a, 
a bitter old woman. Like a some sort of like horrific hag or something. That's not a very kind word. Oh my god, you're back. <laughs> Dwight. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was envisioning. <laughs> <laughs> we grabbed a couple of bottles labeled Water of Life, but I did have to explain that Water of Life in one language doesn't mean the same thing across all languages. I mean, language is different for everyone, different dialects, different vocabulary, different geographical demographics. They're, they're all different. So. Yeah, like in this particular one, which uh, is a weird dialect of Dwarvish, I think. But, oh, excuse me, I burp. Ishkibab. It's it's definitely water of life, you know. But um it's the other water of life. Oh. That's well, okay, neither do I. Here we go. And he brings out several other bottles of whiskey. Here, here's one that you drink that then you're an alcohol. I don't think that's tricky. Yeah, I will keep that into hard consideration. Thank you so much for bringing me this water of life. Are you feeling better? Yeah, working on it. Dylan's going to grab two glasses, pour some of the liquor in, and then take the other water and just put a splash of water and give them all to him. (laughs) Tons of water here. We're good. And Amy just kind of groans occasionally. Face down, you know, muzzle kind of tucked. Just, you know. mm. <clears throat> that too. You all wait the better part of an hour and Aurora still hasn't shown up yet. It's getting on to like three o'clock in the morning. So, do you guys know where she went? Dan's going to sit there. Don't know. Don't care. See, you messed me up with this Gurdon and Norm is apparently quite Oh, no. Hobo. Hobo. Hobo Fosho. Hobo Fosho. Bokoyo. Bobo. Bobo. Was for nothing. Because immediately afterwards, you two are back to hating each other. I tried. Kaylin's going to look at Norm and be like, Norm, I truly appreciate the Hopopopono. And it did work. Uh, Just certain actions there's no coming back from. What could... what, What... could it happen between the hubbo, hobo, homo, hobo, bro, 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 and now? It's been like three hours. Caleb's gonna try and like grab his head and like just put it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you see like a little bit of drool and his tongue like hits the table a little bit and his, his snoot continues trying to talk, but. 
apparently doesn't have the energy to lift his head. Seriously, I did my best. And your best was good enough. Some people don't change. I love you guys. Like, like for real. And Gordon will chime in. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'll shift away about <laughs> five or six feet. If those keep happening, Kalen is going to like turn his head on the side at least. Picks up his head, aims it towards. <laughs> Make sure he won't choke on it either, but he's going to, you know. Aim it towards somebody. No, no Hendrix here. We're going <laughs> to keep you safe. Um, and, and Norm will eventually pass out, and or Paris just gonna sit there, like, just kind of drinking casually. Just, I gotta tell you, convincing him that that was literally water of life was was that not your intention? No. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's it's uh, water of life. Yeah, I'm sure. So this is really inappropriate. Is it? Palakis would not approve of that. Who? You haven't heard of Palakis? Oh, fuck me. Where are your language? I mean, also invitation to look. Quick, Kaylin, help me! No, sit down, <laughs> sir. I can tell you about the wonderful, wonderful person named Palakis. Kaylin's gonna look to sit her. Down. Sit down, I'll, I'll tell you all about him. Kaylin's going to look to her and say, as a uh, follower of Twilight Sister myself, I, 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 I do, you know, hold on to strong beliefs and believe to share those. Uh, but perhaps now is not, not the right time. We're all fairly tired. We're all fairly wound up. And um, let's just say Palakis can wait. We'll save this conversation for tomorrow. Are we going to... Sleep or kind of just sitting around. I don't know what we're doing. If I could, I'd be drunk with this lot too. I think we're just getting drunk. Very healthy for your your liver or a lot of parts of your body. Well, seeing how some of our other parts of our body got burned or stabbed or cut, I think the alcohol is just okay. It actually is actually might be healing some and cleaning that doesn't make any sense ever had a cut and you poured stuff on it and it burned but you know it didn't get infected but i've never heard of like a healing alcohol i don't that sounds like you treat an outside wound with rubbing alcohol you treat an inside wound with drinking alcohol bdr everybody bdr everybody and this is why it's BDR. So Arya's gonna like because that was funny, and she's gonna like try not to laugh, but she's like trying to stifle a giggle. Like Kaylin's gonna put his hand on her shoulder. You'll learn not to stifle those. They're a rarity. It's not very appropriate. Yeah, neither am I. But I'm funny as shit. Your language. <laughs> yeah, it's common. 
I, you are in the presence of a high priestess. You, you don't talk like that. The holy shit. Sure. <laughs> Maybe we should have this conversation about Palacus right now. Oh, Amon, what about Eric's? <laughs> Kayla's gonna go. I'm nicer, but I have a temper, so Pala can speak with and, and also with you? I don't want how that goes. You're learning. You're learning already. I'm trying not to. Um, eventually you all are led into the barracks area where you are able to take a long rest if you choose. Is anyone choosing not to rest? Halen probably won't rest in the in like an enclosed barracks. He'll kind of want to do his sentry rest where he can also keep watch. So I don't know if that means just uh, on the ramparts or what, but he'll want to just keep watch. Are you wanting to keep watch over the group or over the building? Because those would be different locations. Mm. Over the building. Over the building? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he'll tell Amar before doing all that, too. Got it. Uh, Amar is quite drunk by this point. Um, he so far has professed that, you know, Root is the only person who understands him. Uh, Amy is the only person he's ever counted on. Uh, Kaylin, your face lacks a nose, but it's super pretty. <laughs> he's kind of gone through the whole gambit of being extremely drunk. But he will advise, like, you know, okay, you can either keep an eye on the main entrance entrance point of the building you could go outside his office. There's a small balcony where you can see the whole front and you can see the street. Um, he makes a couple other like vulgar jokes as well about places you could stand and watch. Um, he makes a point to mention that, you know, he's heard from some of the other guards how you, you know, truck nutted uh, the butcher. But he, what you also managed to get out of him not intentionally. It's more of something he just slips up. But he mentions that no one has any idea where that butcher came from because he's not local. They know most of the local butchers and they know most of the folks in the area. He's not from here. He's he's not he doesn't work here. No one knows who he was. He's like, "Well, and he advises that they've kept some of his belongings when they recover the body for, you know, to be prepared to try to locate family. And so his belongings are here and they'll go through it in the morning. But nobody has any idea who this guy is. And that's kind of weird for a butcher. Most of the city is going to deal with at least one or two butchers a day. You know, no refrigerators. Great magic. No refrigerators. Um, so, going out to the baker, going out to the butcher, it's everyday stuff. Uh, he's going he's gonna to hold on to that knowledge until tomorrow where he can tell people that aren't drunk. Um, but he will also laugh heartily at all of his jokes about, you know, standing where he can watch, you know, vulgar comments, all that. He's going to laugh and he's going to go right along with him. 
just being that good drunk buddy. Uh, and then he will decide to be on the balcony. Got it. Um, from your station on the balcony, go ahead and give me a perception check just to see if you notice anything in particular going on through the night. Sure. Not great. I mean, you do see a few people from both mobs that seem to come back, you know, returning to the scene of the crimes. Uh, just to take a look at what seems to be going on, you see a few people come in taking sketches of the outside of the building and of the street. But it's just some sort of weird macabre tourism that seems to be going on. Um, that's all that you really notice. Okay. Nothing major happens to you all. Uh, Amy wakes up in the morning. She still has a point of exhaustion. Uh, but you all do gain the benefit of a long rest. Norm is extremely hungover and quite useless. Why you shouldn't drink so much, sir? Oh, you're, you're, you're way too loud. Okay. Miss. How about I get you some orange juice, coffee, crackers, and soup? Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah, just please, please, please don't yell anymore. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no, he's a total lightweight. Billy, am I? No, you're not. He's just super hungover. Add some grease to his crackers and his orange juice. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna see if I can find the the calf and get him some soup or something. Oh, I just, I just, I just, uh, I'll never drink again. That looks horrible. Are you, are you in pain? Oh, he's fine. Pay no attention to him. He's being a baby. He's going to wake up in like six hours and be like, yo, let's go potty. That's, that's pretty normal. Maybe for some, but I mean. Yeah, like, like. The best lifestyle to live. No, nobody said it was best. It's just this is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal is serving your entire life for your God and for the community. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Oh, she's serious. Wearing. Oh, yeah. I'm totally the wrong person to talk to. I ain't, I ain't dealing with this. <laughs> I, oh, let's go find Aurora. She's at least a little bit more like, you know, pepper. You're like sugar and sweet and shit and I'm looking for like a little bit of pepper. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. So you all wake up in the morning, what would you you know, you Aurora has never checked in. Aelin, you were keeping an eye and you can report that she for sure has not shown up. So Arya's gonna see if she can go find the the chow hall or whatever and see if she could go in the back and See what she can find, crackers, orange juice, coffee, soup, or anything like that. Bread, toast, bagel, something. It is extremely easy to find. I did forget one slightly major thing. Hey, Gurdon. Hey. Uh, during the night, I hope you didn't click long rest yet. I mean, I did. Okay. You mean to undo it? I don't think you, you honestly 
can without doing a bunch of things that I can burn off real quick if I need to. Oh. So, during the night, as you were sleeping and you're dreaming about, you know, the next cooking competition you hope to have, you begin to, your dream begins to twist into a nightmare. It begins with a simple cooking competition of how you're going to add this in, and you see when some of these other, you know, competitors are going to try to sabotage you, and you adjust. But then your teammate, it's a familiar face to you, comes in with just a basket full of chives. And you try to scream in your dream, do not do this, but no sound comes out. And he dumps the basket directly in to the soup, and it's just now solid green. And he comes back with another basket. And you try to scream over and over to stop with the damn chives. You know this is a bad idea. And it's basket after basket until all that is being presented to the judges is a single slice of chicken and a bone underneath a mountain of wet chives. That sounds awful. Uh, and, And this goes on like you wake up in a cold sweat after about an hour. Uh, Your hit points maximum have been reduced by five, and you gain no benefit of a long rest. Perfect. That old lady fucked you up. (laughs) Oh. Um. After a bit, Amar comes back in and checks in with you all. Yo, where's Aurora? I kind of wanted to see this happen. You never checked in last night. I never saw her while keeping watch. I mean, weren't, weren't you all together? Like, what? Kaylin's going to look around. Is Are any guards close by to listen in? There are, but if you indicate that you need a private space, he will take everybody up into the, his office. He'll, he'll indicate needed a private space. So you all make your way into his office. He closes the door, uh, sits against his chair, or assisted, uh, leans against his desk, rather. Alright, so uh, we'll... Kalen's going to tell him everything. Um, well, he's going to hold off on the college stuff. He's going to tell them everything that happened when they went to the customs building. Um, and how she distracted the guard, and then she murdered the guard when we were planning to just leave. Carved the solution symbol how Kaylin tried to lock her in there and then how they went outside and separated and then haven't seen her since. And in that, in his eyes, uh, he's written her completely off. And if he does see her again, he'll fight her. So this is the first time you're, uh, you're hearing about that. Root's eyes just go like really big and she's just in shock. I can't believe Aurora did these things. But she was still our friend. We should figure out what's happened to her. Elon shrugs. And Gurdon's just silently... Oh, what's Asti doing? Even she stays, odd she's gone. <laughs> what do you roll? 
Who was keeping track of Asti? I mean, I was. My plan was holding her like a like a little cuddly bunny, but we kind of progressed fairly quickly through that whole overnight stay. Oh, uh, so she was with you through the night. She had cuddled up to you, and when we had this little group meeting, she padded along, little crystal taps following along. Um, you you go to double check on her when discussing what happened to Aurora. She's gone. Does anyone else notice? Go ahead and make a perception check, everybody. Root does. Yeah, Root, you um, you do a quick head count, and you're like, fuck. And then you look over, and you see that the door to the balcony is just slightly ajar. Root would like to go out to the balcony and scan to see if she sees Asti. If you stay at the balcony, you won't be able to see very much. Uh, you'll kind of see down the street. Uh, with your perception check, you don't see anything there. What if I take off in flight and do like a little lappy? As you fly up, uh, you go up probably about better 20, 30 feet into the air. You look and you do catch uh, the sort of prism effect uh, of light. And you're like, you know what? That's probably a crystal pseudo dragon. Might as well be. And it seems to be heading towards the docks, which is not very far away. I'd like to come back in and be like, she's heading towards the docks. She who? Aurora? The dragon. And then Amara looks around. How the fuck does a giant ass dragon just disappear? She's like a, she's like a cat. Too sneaky. Yeah, I thought you... God damn it. He's also likely the bringer of the apocalypse. Kiln says that as he sits down. But mostly a cat. Mostly like a cat. I feel like those are two very different ends of a spectrum. Uh, what do you mean by bringer of apocalypse? Cat? I understand. Like, I'm there for that. I, I understand that part. <laughs> How about... <For> the podcast, <laughs> Amar just gives the, the fuckest look that he possibly can. That's a good one, too, guys. Was a good one. Uh, Caleb's gonna see the the look and be like, "I will explain, but due to what I said, we should probably round her up and get her back in here. Me and you will have a private chat at another time." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to have a lot of chats because yeah. you did That's just right. tell me that one of your team members murdered, fucked, uh, reverse that order, fucked, then murdered, then desecrated one of my guards. Hence why I tried to lock her in the brig. Clearly. Yeah. Didn't work. I was distracted by the mob as well, so I didn't have a Time to really do a solid trap. 
timeline. We did meet her like a week ago, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like year-long friendship. That's why, you know. Sidebar. That's a very valid point. It feels like a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because this has been a, a nightmare for me for like weeks. But it feels like it's Week. been over a year. Hill's going to correct him again. Week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a funny thing how uh, adventurers seem to kind of distort time. Yeah. God, like you can go through like whole like things. It feels like hours. And really, all you did was 30 seconds. 10 people dead. Crazy. Well, all right, let's go find your psycho apocalypse dragon. Yeah, and our our chat should be away from the dragon. The dragon's away now. Did you want to have said conversation now? I think once we know where she is and is in, I don't want to say custody, custody, but, you know. In cuddles. uh, In in cuddles. cuddles, In cuddles cuddles. and guidance. Yes. I, she should not be loose. I mean, she's she's probably fine. Other in, people in, won't in, be. In regards to her being okay. Maybe not so much everything else. Exactly. Oh, question. Oh, what kind of, like, power does this weird dragon have? Uh, exactly. Part of our chat. Okay. She's epic cuddles. And yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I have concerns. Uh, so you all As make you it down to the docks. Um, the large red-sailed ship that you all had seen previously, because Aurora had pointed it out to you all before, uh, is missing. Um, and you do find Asti going up and down this one set of docks, her nose down to the boards, just kind of <laughs> what is it? sniffing across, just going up and down. Uh, and you arrived well ahead of everybody else. I'd like to approach Asti. She seems a little frantic. She'll lift her head up, kind of nudge you with it, and then go back down to this frantic search, pacing up and back. How... Want to investigate what she's pacing here. All right, go ahead and make an investigation check, please. It is a dock. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It seems like she is not entirely sure of what she's looking for either. Um, going back and forth, there, there's got to be some sort of smell maybe that she's picked up on and judging on how the conversation had gone prior to her departure it probably has to do with Aurora but you're not finding anything here quite yet yet after probably about five minutes or so of pacing uh, the rest of the group you arrive you see that Root is carefully looking at the boards Asti is pacing back and forth. Have we drawn a crowd <laughs> with our dragon walking around? Surprisingly, no. It's still pretty early in the morning, and 
most of the dock workers are like, I've got enough to do without figuring that out. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I walk up to Ashley and I'll say, hey, what what you doing? Help. Help you? Help. Help how? She starts pacing back and forth again, her nose down to the boards. Are you hungry? No. Elon's going to look at the water. How deep does it appear to be? Um, it drops off fairly quickly. Uh, this is a dock meant for rather large ships. Uh, so it does get dark. So you aren't quite sure you don't see the bottom, really. Certainly not this close. Um, let me see here real quick. Uh, wait, do I have to be attuned to the Moon Touch Sword? Does it require attunement? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the unsheathed blade of the sword sheds moonlight, creating bright light. It would usually say if it would require attunement in the description, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, it doesn't say anything about attunement. Okay, then I would assume that it probably doesn't then. Okay, then he's gonna sheath sash put his great sword on his back take out the moonlit um moon touched scimitar and just well i don't re- i don't need to breathe um are you going to take into effect the pressures of water if he's going to go off the edge and just kind of let himself go to the bottom <clears throat> i would if those pressures were significant in this area it's, you know, it's a deep harbor, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, deep ocean water. You're not off of the continental shelf. Okay. Then he's going to just... Yeet! <laughs> you all see Assy sprint to where he jumps in and just kind of look down over and just watches for a minute as the light fades for a while. Uh, is it bright for 15, dim for another 15? Uh, bright light for a 15-foot radius and dim for an additional 15. Uh, so you all can still see like this hazy glow, uh, but you know, so you know roughly where in the water he is. Kalen, as you drop down through the water, I mean, you, there's a lot of things here, uh, crates and tables and. Weapons and bodies mostly decomposed, not all of them humanoid, and a whole lot of silt at the bottom here. He's going to kind of try and walk the whole length of the dock, and he's just going to keep his eye out for anything that would be a trace of Aurora. And he'll, he'll branch out from the dock if he needs to, or keep going. Okay. Go ahead and make a perception check. Um, so Aurora, nope, you're not Aurora anymore. Sorry, Aria. The group has gone to the docks. They are currently trying to find something. You see a massive, like Scottish Deerhound size, crystalline pseudo dragon. Like it looks like a pseudo dragon in shape, but it seems to be made entirely out of crystal. With a faint reddish-orange glow, so 
perhaps a ruby with a little citron mixed in. You're not entirely sure. But it seems to be alive and is pacing up and down like a worried animal. And then you watch as Kalen, the large metal man that you've recently met, jump off of the docks with a glowing sword. Arya's going to scoot over her root and be like, What is that? Is that real? What's she talking about? She's asking about Athy. Uh, so, Root, because I don't think that all of it kind of came through. Uh, Arya asks you, leaning over, is, you know, is that thing real? Uh, pointing towards Asti. Yeah, that's our dragon. <laughs> we have a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, she also may be a key to an apocalypse, but, you know, we'll deal with that at another time. You guys throw that around quite willy-nilly. <laughs> and it's probably true. She is the BB, the BEG or whatever. The, the part I'm most confused about, not only about this dragon, is that how you guys are just calmly talking about it, like let's have tea on Tuesday. This dragon might be the key to the apocalypse, and you're just saying it so calmly. Well, she doesn't but like she's key. What? What? Uh. Meh. She, she doesn't like tea. tea. Oh my god, you guys did it again. Gurdon first. She doesn't like tea. She doesn't like tea? No. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Uh, what were you going to say, Miss Root? But she's cute. She is cute. I've just... I've, I've never in my life seen anything like that. That is the strangest and most... Pretty animal I've ever seen, but it's it's just never seen. I've seen dogs and cats and what have you, but never a glass dragon. Uh, so Arya, as you think back on it, go ahead and give me an either a religion or arcana check. Uh, Palicus is the god of dragons, while pseudo dragon is slightly different, still can easily fall under the same criteria. You said religion or arcana? Mm-hmm. Uh, not 20. Oh, shit. Okay. So you are familiar with gem dragons as species. Um, but this creature doesn't match any of those descriptions. Wait. She's... She knows of... Gem dragons. But those are true dragons. This is... Definitely a pseudo dragon, which is typically a small draconic creature, often a familiar, but you know, they're still protected by Palicus typically. This is something else. This crystalline creature, something feels like it's not really protected by Palicus. Like it's not a true dragon. It's not a true gem dragon or not a true pseudo dragon even. And it doesn't feel necessarily wrong or you know evil or anything like that. It just it feels off to you. Something about this creature is a shape that may not be its actual form. Uh, to answer some questions from Chat Gurdon, uh, you would know that you don't feel rested. 
you may not know that it's a mechanical thing, but you would know that you feel awful. This dream prevented you from getting a rest. Uh, Asti appears completely indifferent. Either she didn't notice anything, or maybe she wasn't affected. Uh, it kind of seems like you had a really bad dream that prevented you from rest, but it it did feel like more than just a simple nightmare. Because, you know, you can have a bad dream and still get a good night's rest. You know, you don't feel great in the morning, but you still feel rested. This is different. Uh, and, Caitlin, for the most part, you do try to maintain within the harbor. Uh, you're not finding anything that really is Aurora-related. Um, anyone else on the docks want to make a perception or investigation check? And, Root, I know you already made an investigation check, so you can make a perception if you choose. I'll percept. Um, can Ari help her? She's already done her check. Yeah, she can help. She can make her own check. If she helps, you would have to choose a person, and then she that person would have advantage. I'll cast guidance on anyone trying to help with any of this search party. She'll she'll help. Um, if Root is gonna look, then she'll help Root. Okay, so Root, you have advantage, and then Gurdon, are you giving Root uh, guidance or yourself guidance? Root, anyone that's helping. I'll take the second this... roll. Alright, and then go ahead and roll a d4 root. Uh, as Gerda has tried to assist with a guidance. Four. Nice, okay. Uh, so in that case, both of you managed to find uh, an area of the dock that Asti seems to keep crossing over, but you know, she'll hesitate and then keep moving on. And you can see more or less in between the boards of the dock that it appears stained and that there is a red bit of fabric that is caught on a splinter. Does it look like that may belong to Aurora? Do you remove it from the splinter? Yeah. As you grab it, it squishes in your hand and you realize that the red is soaked blood um, while along the edges it has already started to oxidize and become a bit more brown this is so thoroughly soaked that a lot of it is still wet it's not a large piece of cloth but it is a very fine silk probably wasn't originally red but it does bring to mind the clothes that Aurora was quite partial to. You could probably try to clean it to see if you can gain anything more, but right now it's just this red soaked bit I of I want to give to Asti to sniff to see if she recognizes Aurora from it. As you do so, Asti like freezes with her nose against it. And there is a long pause as she stops and she puts her nose where you picked it up and then picks back up to the little bit of cloth and then takes the cloth gingerly from you and starts like tucking like she's preening her wings but she's tucking this bit of cloth into the crystalline structure of her wing 
and you see crystals begin to form around it. And this ear-piercing shriek echoes out from Asti. It reverberates across the harbor. Kalen, even you underwater, hear a distorted version, but this high-pitched <laughs> shriek. Do you want me to do it? No, please don't. Don't do, don't. That. Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. <laughs> I still have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kalen has a right idea. You'll be able to hear it. Probably. Yeah. Hey, 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 Asti, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gurdon. She begins to tear at the boards that this was brought out from. Just starts clawing through, ripping pieces up. Oh, yeah. I'll grab my hammer. I'll help. Yep. She starts tearing up bits of the dock. Um, and then once she finally like, splashes into the water a little bit, she stops. And then lets out this this tone it's still high pitched it, it's not screeching anymore like it was but the closest analog you have is that if someone put a wolf's howl through auto-tune and then turn the pitch up um, the sound though immediately is mournful there is really you don't need to make a check there's no confusion in this this is this is keening this is the the whale of loss Halen probably thinks it's a whale <laughs> there's definitely a, a possibility that this is a far off large mammal but he's very nervous at the moment thinking something's coming into the harbor <laughs> I speak whale. Oh, they're not gonna eat you. Hello, whale. Or if you are krill. I mean, I've always heard that you know, don't hold a flashlight in the water at night. Prince shark, so he's got a sword. You are a big shiny metal bright. Look at me. He's gonna start making his way to the shore. Yeah, you're shiny and flickery. <laughs> Why he's making his way to the shore. <laughs> to the shore. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard trying to figure out where the hell you packed it here. Oh, man. Where I'm reminded frequently that apparently roof is not the correct name for a thing on top of your house. Yes, it oh, is. It is. It's the roof. It is. It is not the roof. That takes too long to say. It is the roof. Yeah, the roof. Roof. It's a roof. No, it's the roof. Right above it's the house. Roof. I need someone to come in and take a look at a roof because there's something the wrong. Yeah. Um. Roof. Differences on how to pronounce buffet. The what now? A buffet. I, I say buffet. No, I thought you said buffet. Oh, both are true. Yes. I said buffet. Okay. Buffet. Aloe. Aloy. Tahoe. Ant. Ant. It's my aunt. It's my aunt. It's always aunt. She, she's my aunt. 
when you squish or when you legally shouldn't? Uh, a parent sibling female. Auntie. Auntie. See, I always got made fun of that when I moved down here. They're like, it's aunt. I'm like, no, it's no, aunt. It's aunt. It's aunt. Damn. Oh, it's Ant. It's Ant. Pen. 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 Not a pin. Pen. Wait. Okay, Root, you're from even further south. Is that a pen? <laughs> pen or some sort of extra syllable? It's a pen. Pen. Okay. There All are right. pins, but those are, you know, have little stabby pokey things. No, the funnest was Rayon. Because Cram? your sister says Crane. Yeah, it's Cram. Ken says Crown. Yeah. Cram. That's my favorite one. Yep, Cram. Yeah. I've, I've never heard them called Crowns until Marilyn. And then when I met your sister, he's like, Lonnie's folks call it Crane. He's like, what, uh, Gerda? I said Lonnie's people call it Crowned. They're from Maryland, um, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, so, so I guess further up north, Crowns, and then the further up, Cranes. How do you pronounce it? Cranes. Whatever. Crayon. Crayon. Yeah, that's how I see it. Crayon. Crayon to me was the brand, but crowns were what they are. No. If you get the rose art crowns, they're, you know, you color with them. They're made of wax and have a particular smell like rags. No. The, the brand name is Crayola. Oh, yes, yeah, Crayola. You got Rosewood or Rose, rose Art, whatever. Rose Art. A shitty one. Or you didn't even get Rose Art. It was just, it was a yellow box that tried to be crayon, Crayola. Yeah, I was from Outback. <laughs> That's not true. Red, red, green, blue, yellow. Everybody pull out your brown crayon. Those don't come from Outbacks or Olive Garden or insert random family ish restaurant here. Anyway, so, we're mourning our loss now. <laughs> right. So back to the sad dragon. Um, Caitlin, you managed to make your way to shore, uh, and by shore I mean another part of the docks that's quite a bit lower that you can kind of climb up a few missing boards. You make your way up and you scare quite a few people who are trying to work uh, as this you know, kelp-covered creature with a glowing sword crawls out from the depths. Um, but you can hear Asti letting off his mournful wail. Wail! She's having a whale of a time. Is Amar there? Yes. Okay. On his way to go see Asti, he's gonna just kind of be like, there's a bunch of bodies down there. Just thought you should know. And he's gonna keep on his way to get to Asti. <laughs> well, I might as well be. Uh, Firing is the best thing that could possibly happen to me today. He's going to turn back and be like, they're pretty decomposed, so they might be old. So it might be before your time. But, um, just, just thought I'd share. 
Yeah, no, I may be asking you guys to help smuggle me out of this city here soon. I'm quite positive I'm going to be, you know. But what about your bills if you don't have a job? But I have to be alive to pay bills. I make those on occasion. Anyone's going to look at him. And and a gesture to you as well, good sir. Uh, and then he's going to try and get Asti out of the water. He'll kind of go over to her and be like, come here, come here. Well, um, if, if Arya can before, like if when um, Caleb was walking to... If she was in the middle of morning, then Aria would go like try and sit next to her and like try and comfort her, and she'll just say some small prayers and just she doesn't know what's going on, but she's she can tell she's sad and she just feels bad. What kind of prayers do you offer? Like peace for this weird creature, and she doesn't know what's going on, but she's assuming someone died. And she doesn't know what's going on, but just wanting to be helpful, but very, very lost at what's going on. Do you invoke any names or anything like that? Or just general, I hope you for peace, and I'm sorry for your loss? Oh, I forgot. My angelic guide is Talapia. Talapia? It's practical and lighthearted. Um... So she's just going to offer up small prayers to Palakis and um, Gladia that, you know, it appears that someone important has passed to this creature and she's sorry for her loss and that she will find peace and not be so sad and she just doesn't want her to be as upset as that. Wonderful scream she let out earlier and just is wanting to be helpful. Like she just kind of is like very carefully just trying to like pat pet. She she kinda of doesn't know how to approach this animal. But just trying to be gentle about it and not be like all over in her business, like, you know, hugging all over her, just trying to gently like offer prayers and scoot near her and Try and just be supportive. Her features are faceted, but the way she is moving and shifting makes it so that every time that you are trying to stroke or pet her, you're kind of going across a smooth surface. So even though you should come across several vertices, you actually manage to continue on a very smooth pet. Um, you get images of a genasi that just kind of get implanted into your mind. Uh, you see her smiling, you see laughing, you see fire being erupted from this genasi outwards. Uh, you see her darker, dark brown skin, her hair is aflame, and you know these bright silks that she's adorned in. Uh, and it just seems to be constantly her face directly in front of the the camera, for lack of a better term. And like you can feel like even though the the mournful whale kind of hits, this is a different type of sadness. 
that you feel. And this is someone who is absolutely certain of the loss, a sudden loss, and something they don't know how to deal with. And as you continue to offer prayers to Palicus, you feel the creature kind of catch on that a little. Like it's a far-off goal. Like it's something that may or may not be attainable, but it's something that they kind of want. It's not a major focus, but it's this is one of those that would be great if this could happen, but this probably can't happen to me. Is there anything in particular that anybody wants to do with ASCII or with this information? It seems to be more or less confirmed that this cloth belonged to Aurora. Seems that a large portion of it, uh, of the area, had been washed away. There was not a significant rainfall afterwards that could have just washed away normally. And the way that the blood was crusted in between the boards, someone was removing evidence. There's also a missing Salotian ship. Yeah, we knew the Salotian ship was in this dock. Yep. Yeah. Root wants to use Thorn Whip to make like a little wreath of like flowers and thorns and Presents it to Asti to be like, you know, put your any final thoughts, memories, love for Aurora in here, sort of thing. And then she will say some parting words and put it in motion. And those parting words are thank you for your friendship, Aurora. Hopefully, you are at rest now. See you on the other side of the veil. And Asti will take the wreath from you, Root, and kind of hold it in her mouth and close her eyes. And you can see quite a few of the flowers continue their bloom. Most of them were partially bloomed already or fully bloomed, but the petals begin to crystallize. And it's a, a slow process, but you can see that there's little glints of light that roll down the sides of her face and just dissipate at her jawline. And then those, as that is happening, different flowers are becoming crystal. Um, and it takes a couple of minutes and maybe a third of the flowers are replaced by crystalline structures that resemble the flowers you made before she offers the wreath back to you. Send it off to the ocean. So is the wreath something that you place in the water or? Yes. Got it. Uh, the early morning sun glances off of the flowers, reflecting little prisms, rainbows that dance off of the docks, the sides of ships nearby as this wreath slowly continues to make its way out to sea. And Asti sits quiet at the end of the dock, watching it float away. Arya at her side, stroking her gently. Amar at one end of the dock, looking expectantly at Kaelin, who is still Swamp Thing coming out uh, across the dock. Her pair is 
cradling Norm, who is probably on the verge of vomiting, and Gurdon, mm. who's just still wondering why on earth anyone would use so many goddamn chives. They were never a good idea to add to this dish. Why the fuck would you add basketfuls? Everyone's mourning. He's over there like, fucking chives. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, everyone's, like, really quiet and be like, Gurdon, are you doing okay? But why the a- fuck chives? <laughs> and everyone's, like, quietly weeping. <laughs> I feel like the group would just assume that it was some sort of like end thing where it's like, oh, he must have made her something. She put a bunch of chives in or something like that. Like, this is how he copes. And you're just like, this fucking asshole in his goddamn chives. Why the chives? Oh, he's creeping. All right, everybody, please add 750 experience points. Now we're getting fairly close to level six. Welcome, Aria. Believe it. Welcome. It's your sugar. This might have been a bit of a, a wrap-up sort of episode of trying to tie up some ends, but next time we'll figure out what what else Kaylin is going to divulge to the <laughs> captain of the guard. No more. And what he decides to do with you all. I was kind of hoping we would get to that today so I could plan for next time. So instead, I will plan for the 80 different probabilities that Kaylin will reveal. Or, or plan oh. nothing and go with the flow. Yeah, no, that's... that's uh, I Wang it. That. Wang it. I can tell you right now, Kaylin's telling him everything. Oh, God. Like, but everything? Everything? He, oh, yeah. But he's going to preface it with, like... We're trying to figure out what to do with Asti still. So you're going to tell him, like, full-on the, the frat house thing? Uh, he's going to try and spin it a little bit. Where, it, well, number one, it was Asti's fault. But that Aurora kind of was part of it, too, because seeing how she's already dead and gone, blame can be placed. <laughs> That crazy bitch set that fucking house on fire. He's not going to lie because, I mean, she kind of was okay with it while the rest of the group was not. I don't recall anything. (laughs) I plead the fifth. But he's mostly going to put it as the point of Asti is an extremely powerful being. We don't know what to do with her yet. We are trying to figure that out. To prevent the apocalypse. Like that that's his main goal of like we're trying to he's trying to come a little bit clean, but also see what Amar might be able to offer for help. Yeah. Cause right now we want to keep Asti happy and not mad. I'm still trying yeah. to get some cuddles. Yeah, uh I do definitely encourage you all chat outside of the game. If you do it in a separate one from that I'm in, that's perfectly fine. If you want to do it in the normal group chat, perfectly fine. Definitely consider your options, what you want to do. Uh, it will help me prep for a more coherent story. Because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not horrible at improv. 
but you'd rather not. Right. I climb out the fucking window. I want to start a war. Well, I've got some good news. The war has started. You did a great job of getting the war started. Just how oh, you're doing no, it. I wanted the war, not that Aurora. Well, okay, then I guess bad news. The wrong state of being for Aurora managed to get this war going. Ghost Aurora is so happy. Probably. <laughs> Y'all lost their sriracha and got some sugar. Did you know yeah, that cassowary eggs are green? Hold up. Cassowary eggs are green. <laughs> so are emu eggs. eggs are what? This is like... Cassowary eggs are green. green. Yeah, this this is a true fact. I, I don't. Yeah, over. With that wonderful science fact in mind. See you next time. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Have a good time. Be safe. Be good. Bye, Craig. <laughs>all right thanks for listening if you want to watch our shenanigans live come check us out on twitch at happy boom gaming we play every other thursday from 8 ish to 10 30 ish uh, depending on how well we keep track of time uh, we hope to see you all there thanks for coming